0: let's pray. Father as we come to your word this morning, Father would your word fill our hearts up, would it teach us, guide us and lead us so we can become more like your son Jesus we pray. Amen. According to the Gospel of John, Christ's greatest command is for us to love one another. And we've heard a lot about love over the last few weeks. In these few verses from John 15, the word love is used no less than nine times in nine verses These words are part of Jesus' final instructions to the disciples before he dies. As Jesus faces his calling to the cross, he's compelled to talk to his disciples about love. Earlier on in the chapter, Jesus uses the picture of the vine and the branches to show us the importance of remaining in him and abiding with one another. But now he goes even further. Instead of talking about abiding in each other, he talks about serving each other, which goes hand in hand with loving each other. For if abiding is not for our own sake, but has an end or a purpose, that purpose takes its shape in love. Love is the fruit of the abiding relationship of the Father and the Son. And if love for one another is the goal of our abiding in Jesus' love, then the model for that self-giving love is stated clearly in these verses and words. There is no greater love than that shown in the giving of one's life for one's friends. Today we commemorate the countless millions who have laid their lives down in conflicts, wars and battles for the sake and service of others, both past and present. I'm sure many of them would not have called it an act of love. But that's what Jesus calls it in this passage. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friend. As we look at this passage this morning, I'd like us to take three questions from it to reflect on. Whereas the word love in English can be used to describe marmite all the way through to a marriage, the Greeks use several different words to describe the many different meanings of love. And John uses two of these in this passage, agape, God's unconditional love, and philia, which could be described as a beloved friendship. If we look at God's love first, verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Jesus tells us that God loved us first. That he does not love us because of something we did or did not do. We can't gain his love through good works. We can't lose it. Through our failings. The other week, Dominic reminded us as a church, we are God's chosen, God's chosen people. And here again, we're reminded of this in verse 16 You didn't choose me, I chose you. We are chosen by God Himself. The world gives us a very different message. We hear stories of rejection, abandonment. We see a culture of needing to prove your worth, prove yourself, achieve goals and targets to make your way in life. And all of this has impacted self-esteem, mental health and eroded our sense of value the most crucial belief we need to grasp is that we are chosen and loved by God. The creator and sovereign Lord of all chose and loves us. And it's hard to grasp the enormity of this. It is the mystery of faith. As a child whose mother left me at age three, and then shortly after that, my father also, it's tough to accept you are chosen and loved by a heavenly father. And when others we thought loved us walk away, break our trust, friends, family, lovers, believing we are chosen and loved maybe doesn't come easy but grasping this simple foundational truth is vital if we are to live fully in the joy and the freedom that God has for us For this is what we're told in verse 11 remain in my love so your joy may be complete Remaining in God's love brings us complete joy. So many people I speak to, often of long faith, still struggle to personally believe they are chosen and loved by God. And this robs them of the complete joy that God longs for them to have. To remain is to stay in that place. Do we stay in that place of God's love at all times and in all places? Or has it faded and flailed rather than rooted and remained? So our first question, Do you believe you are loved and chosen by God? Agape or divine love is a verb. God's love is love in action. And on Remembrance Sunday, it's the actions of those that we remember, those who gave their lives for the sake of others and continue to do so. Agape isn't a feeling of the heart. It's a determination of the mind to achieve the good will of others, even those who hurt or injure us. It is a matter of will rather than a feeling. And it is the basic element of Christ's likeness. God acted. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God acted on our behalf time and time again and we see this throughout the whole story of the bible god acted and the world was created god acted and a rainbow appeared in the sky god acted and the walls of jericho came tumbling down god acted and the seas parted before moses God acted and manna came down from heaven. God acted and water gushed from a rock. God acted and gave us his son, Jesus Christ, so that all who believe may be saved. And as God's character and nature is to act in love towards his people over and over and over again, unconditionally, in spite of our rejection and unfaithfulness towards him. So we are called to act in his love towards others over and over and over again. In his book, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis wrote, Do not waste your time bothering whether you love your neighbor. Act as if you do. As soon as we do this, we find one of the great secrets. When you are behaving as if you love someone, you will presently come to love him. Our second question, are we acting in love? The second Greek word used in this text for love is philia. Jesus gave his love for his beloved. Philia is the warmest, deepest Greek word for love. It describes a real love and affection towards someone as friend. It's that closest, nearest, truest friend. As church, we may call ourselves brothers and sisters, Yet many of us may have experienced brother and sister relationships that are challenging, painful, even broken. And church, brotherhood and sisterhood is much the same. Our relationships can be challenged and get broken at times. As others look in at us as church, do they see beloved brothers and sisters are we tender, affectionate, warm? Are we picking up pieces for ourselves or laying down our lives for one another? As we are Jesus' beloved, how are we towards the beloved he has placed us in relationship with? So our final question. Are we treating each other as beloved? So Jesus sets the bar high when it comes to love and to friendship. He gave his life freely and knowingly to death. Remembrance Day reminds us deeply of this. And today, we may not need to die to give our lives for others. Though we do need to remember, some do continue to do that. But Jesus calls us all To live our lives for others. Jesus calls us all to live our lives for others by loving others the same way He did. So, where this morning do we need to come to God in our weakness, bringing Him the relationships, situations, and circumstances where we have failed? To live in his love. Three questions for us to reflect on this morning. Do you believe you are chosen and loved by God? For you are. Are we acting in his love? And as church and community, are we treating each other as beloved friends. Today, as we honour those who gave their lives, let's honour them in how we live our lives. Let's choose to live in the belief we are chosen and loved by God. Let's act out that love in sharing Jesus' life and love with others. And let's be a church and a community that treat each other in all things and at all times as beloved friends. So then, we may follow Jesus' final words in this passage in verse 17. This is my command. Love each other. As we take time just to personally respond and reflect on those questions, we're going to sing our next worship song, King of Kings, Majesty. So just take this time, do remain seated as we sing this worship song to reflect on those questions personally.